Hey everybody, this is Adam. Question, do you want to see an episode of Unpopular Opinion live and in person? Well, if you're in the New York City area, COVID willing, you'll have a chance to do that real soon. We're doing a one-off live podcast at a venue called Caveat in NYC on Sunday, August 28th at 4 p.m. That's right, 4 p.m. Come see us, then go do some other stuff later that night. Make a whole day of it. Joining me on the lineup will be four-time Jeopardy champion and internet favorite Alex Schmidt, music producer, and my Pod 6 co-host, Sliceberg Slim, and comedian Khalees Hawkins. And hey, if you can't make it, you can still watch it on your computer screen. Either way, tickets are available at unpops.co slash NYC, or just visit the caveat NYC website and check the calendar and get those tickets soon. They'll sell fast. We'll see you at the show. Thanks. We love you. El Futura tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I'd come on this show and defend those opinions. But now, I'm a British robot, in it. Joining me today, he's the co-host of this podcast. He's also a very bad person who does not like sports. But he does have cool friends allegedly and he watches Batman. Shut up. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May. Also joining me, he's an actor who's been in all sorts of things. You've seen him in Bits and Bobs, Grub. But today he plays his most important role. First time guest on this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Ethan Lawrence. It's gonna be a great show. everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week, don't look at me in that tone of voice, Jeff May is here. I'll look at you however the gosh darned I want. Sorry for the cursing. I appreciate the apology, Jeff. How's it going? Things are great. You need to know this, and I'm telling you, things are going great, Adam. Things are amazing. I mean... Not really. It's been a tough week for L.A. comedy. Rest in peace, Jack Knight. Very sad story. But, I mean, things in general are fine, right? No, no. Jeff just stopped talking. No, the world is bad. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, the world's world's terrible. But we have a first-time guest here, Ethan Lawrence. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Wait, what's with the accent? Yeah, good, thank you. What's with the accent? Can you just talk in your normal voice, please? Oh, I think there's been a miscommunication. Uh, So, I'm from Britain, I is. What? Mate, yeah. in it. In it? Oh. Yeah, from England, bruv. We'll try to say in it as often as possible. I would love that. Thank you. record. Lots of references to fish and chips and things like that. Ethan Lawrence, tell people a little bit about yourself. Your first time guest, but you've been listening to the show for a while. We appreciate that. Uh, yeah, pretty much a day one. So this is a, this is a big day for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. I'm Ethan. I'm an actor over here in jolly old England. You might have seen Bits and Bobs, possibly. But maybe not. But here, I am as me. I'm not acting at all. I got 30% of what he said. (laughs) I heard bits and bobs. Was it bits and bobs? Is that a thing? Bits and bobs, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to start saying that. That He talks like the bad guys in Star Wars. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I haven't been in Star Wars yet, but give it time. Ethan's on the next episode of Jeff Has Cool Friends. Edit that out, Brett. Brett's not here. He left. Just edit out any references to other podcasts. I've never even heard of Jeff Has Cool Friends. I don't even know who Jeff. I don't even know a Jeff. Adam, you were on like the third episode. Jeff, I disagree. You're a bad person. I I disagree. But Ethan's being very humble. He's been in some pretty successful projects. No, stop it, Jeff. You're going to make me blush. No. (laughs) See, we get it. It's very good. That was good. That was good. I was like, who's talking? You thought that that was Ethan, yeah. Yeah, but no, that was just Jeff. Fittingly enough, with Ethan here, we're doing an international news roundup episode. 
because here's the thing. The United States, not the only country in the world. Seems like it sometimes. Should be. But it's not. Yeah, someday. Someday. This will okay. all just be us. Well, are you going to annex us? Am mm-hmm. I going to be yeah. annexed by you? See, you'll see how it feels, pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we Save. let you win. <laughs> Savor the flavor for a change. Enjoy it. Yeah, we're talking about news from around the world. We're going to start by talking about something near and dear to Ethan's heart, I'm sure. It is hot as shit where you are right now, huh? Yeah, it's the hottest temperature since records began, and it's set to get one degree hotter tomorrow as well. So, yeah, we're not coping. I'll just put it that way. When you say one degree, is that Celsius? Which is like, that's 30 degrees in real temperature, right? (laughs) Yeah, so that's in Celsius. Sorry, there's going to be a lot of miscommunication about temperature in this segment, I feel. Yeah, we're just going to be making references at each other that are supposed to indicate how hot it is where we are. And we're both just going to be like, that number means nothing to me. Well, put it this way, then. It's very hot and it is uh, not supposed to be this hot. Well, I can put it in terms us Americans will understand. I read that at one point temperatures were forecasted to reach 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit and could surpass the UK's highest ever temperature of 101.7 degrees. If you think about it, that's the temperature that we're all just existing in anyway. So I don't know why you think that's so hot. Yeah, that's just like body temperature, bub. Yeah. What's the problem? We're all 98.6 degrees, Ethan. Get used to it. Okay, but there's other things (laughs) at play. There's more to it than that. You guys should get um, beaches. We have beaches. We have wonderful beaches. No, I'm, I don't <laughs> okay, okay. know anything about the UK, but you all seem to be complaining for a place with no beaches, from what I understand. Well, not all of us live near beaches. <laughs> you do. Also, it's Monday, so people are at work. Yeah, go mm. to the beach, man. You should have holiday. We can't all work at the beach. There's not enough room. In California, oh. we do. We all just work yeah. at the beach. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well here's how lovely for you. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Unless you live somewhere like California or Arizona, 98.6, it's very hot. That's super hot. I mean, it's hot anywhere. But like even in California, once you hit high 90s, you're struggling. It's fool's hot. Yeah. But that said, when I first moved to Burbank for the second time, I know that sentence didn't make sense. But the first weekend I lived there, it was 113. Degrees at eleven o'clock at night, so there was no sun out, and it was at night. Oh my god! No, wait, it was not hot at night. Yes, there was this one weekend where, because I remember we all went to Empire Tavern, which was right across from my apartment, because it was just like our air conditioning wasn't fucking putting up a fight. And I remember looking at my watch at one point; it was like eleven o'clock. It's one (laughs) hundred and thirteen degrees. I go for runs. I live in the valley, and I've gone for a couple of above 100 degree runs it's you just get used to it i almost died yeah i mean that's the kicker isn't it yeah Yeah, you're not supposed to get used to it and a former nfl running back marion barber just died that way it turns out he took a shine to working out in extreme heat and had the thermostat in his home cranked up to 90 degrees and was doing a strenuous workout and died in boxing i like to train in a very hot situation like i don't like it when it's cool and regulated i like that sort of old school you're in a fucking barn in the summer energy yeah and that's probably not great for me but i'm an idiot so yeah it's like sharks it only has to get you once and then you die so it seems like it's worth the risk but not really like you i think i'm in better shape than marion barber (laughs) shit but are you in better shape than a shark (laughs) is <laughs> question yeah depends on the shark shark's gonna fuck you up man yeah so the thing about well 98.6 degrees it gets that hot in the united states all the time what's a big deal apparently not a lot of air conditioning over there uh no it doesn't come as standard here because normally we're quite a temperate climate we've got four seasons if you can believe that uh Weird. so for most of the year aircon wouldn't be necessary and up until quite recently during the summer it wasn't really necessary either the house I live in is about as old as the United States of America. It's about 150 years old. So it's designed Wait, for... How old do you think we are? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't pay attention to international you news should. I came on today. <laughs> oh, how quickly you forget your loss. 250. Closer. Either way. <laughs> Basically, this house was designed to withstand bitter Victorian midwinter. So it's all very well insulated. It's all lovely. 
and that's great in the winter, but right now, not so much. Yeah, that's the thing you always hear with stories like this. Like you'll hear in the United States all the time, there will be a state in the South that'll get like one inch of snow and it just shuts down everything. And people in the rest of the country are like, one inch, I'm yeah. driving that all the time. And it's like, well, they never do. So yeah, what's well, different? I always put this to the point where like people in New England like to make fun of like if Texas gets snow and they're like, you can't handle an inch of snow. It's like, dude, we got one tiny tornado in 2011 and people are still talking about it. Yeah. Like when you're not used to something, it is devastating. Yeah. Or if and I mean, the knock on effect for here is that the infrastructure that we have just is not designed for this. No. Although, from what I understand, you guys are lucky to have all those Victorian fainting couches. Yeah, we do have those. So, you know, if it does get too hot, I can just lie on that, put some smelling salts under my nose. Yeah. I'll be all right. Those... It must be hard in your hoop skirt and bodice, though. <laughs> well, you don't get much movement around the sort of abdomen, but it's OK. You get and used to it. Those big curly white wigs yeah, must be a ask, nightmare. Do you have to yeah. wear the wigs in weather like this? Or are you allowed well, to Well, of course. I mean, you know, I've, I've taken oh, it off sure. for this because obviously it's, it's international, but I'll be right. popping that back on afterwards and getting a, a dose of TB uh, directly down my throat. <laughs> Tuberculosis? <laughs> yeah. Get, yeah. Getting oh, some yeah. iron. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah. Victorian times, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's putting on lead makeup for the show. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, apparently this heat wave's everywhere in Europe, not just the UK. I keep saying the UK, but... A lot of Europe is dealing... I mean, the United States is very hot, too. It's hot everywhere. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, because um, we got the Kardashians. Right? Hell yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, over sort of mainland continental Europe, like France and Spain are experiencing temperatures well into the 40s, which essentially is the temperature that you can slow cook meat at. Yeah, 42 degrees Celsius is apparently the temperature at which... Male worker bees will start ejaculating to death. They're... And that's something that we need to cover. Yeah, I think we need to talk about it. Just if for no other reason, if it gets to be that hot, go outside and see if you can see it happen. I've got a nice little um, herb garden out there in which bees frolic. There it so is. So should, uh, should you there be sh- an ejaculating bee? I've got the scoop. You should get one of those misters out there so they can cool off. Maybe, yeah. Or a <laughs> webcam so we can watch them explode. Yeah, you're a bad person for not doing that, dude. I don't have a tap outside. I don't have any kind of mains. I don't know how that would connect together. Yeah. How was that? You, you said I don't have a tap out, and I thought you meant like a douchebag t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, obviously I'm suplexing bees whenever tap I Tap out them. means something very different in the United States of America. <laughs> it means you're going to get assaulted at a bar. Well, okay. Uh, well, that's not what happens, although... <laughs> Uh, you can't tell me that that doesn't happen in the UK. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. People get assaulted in bars, but there's less submissions. It's more just pure knockout. Speaking of assault, apparently salt trucks in the UK are called gritters. That was very good, by the way. Thank that, you. That segue. Thank you. Yes. I mean, this segue brought to you by segue. Segway. Segway. When you need a segue, segue. In you it. You need a segue, bruv. In bruv, it. Bruv. Governor. In it. So, yeah, they're not dropping salt, though, because that would be bad, right? Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> Are they just seasoning the ground that they're <laughs> cooking right now? Well, we're going to have uh, eggs on it later. That's going to be fun. They're dropping I mean, stone dust or sand on roads that are at high risk of melting because but, yes, that hot. Uh, and just before we started recording this, one of our um, Royal Air Force bases, they've grounded all flights because the tarmac of the landing strip has melted oh shit so did you guys not if you were planning on annexing us now this would be the time Mm. see that to me is weird though that shit's melting over there because like that doesn't happen here at those temperatures so did you guys just like half ass your asphalt you half asphalted Ah. but (laughs) again it's the infrastructure issue it was never supposed to get this hot so it was never been designed for that there's a similar issue with the trains because the The trains are melting well, nearly. The rails are buckling earlier in earlier last week, I think, in London. There was a entire rail track that just caught on fire because they're still using timber. Jesus. That is. Yeah. That's objectively awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool, but it's also very bad. You sure no one set it on fire to cover the murder of the damsel that was tied to the tracks? Who got ran well, for- jury's still out, but uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure the old British bobbies will get on it as soon as they can, bruv. Right? <laughs> Yeah, we need our best dick on the case. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's talk about another story. 
Apparently, the Eiffel Tower is a rust-riddled nightmare. Don't worry, I don't mean the real one in Vegas. I mean the bullshit one in, where is it, France? Something like that? Paris? Yeah, something European. This one is uh, Le Tour Eiffel. What? Created by Gustave Eiffel for the mm-hmm. World's Fair. Uh-huh. Le Faire du Monde. No? Uh-huh. Are, we not, are we not doing that? No, no, this is, no. This is still a, still an American podcast. We speak American here. Zut uh, alors. So, I did not realize the Summer Olympics are coming to Paris in 2024, which means a lot of homeless people are about to get t-shirt cannoned into the sign. Yes, as the Olympics always do, of course. Yeah, they're going to be sent with just their luggage and then a crust of bread, like one of those long breads, and then a bag with some greenery off of some random vegetable sticking out the top. Yep. A ring of onions around their necks. Merci, wee wee, bonbons, all that good stuff, to quote Method Man. I remember I was doing a really stereotypical French accent talking to my wife at one point. My wife. And uh, <laughs> she was like, no one talks that way. And I shit you not, almost as soon as she said it, the news cut to a press conference with Emmanuel Macron. And he was just like, oh, I'm Emmanuel Macron. And I do talk this way. Pepe <laughs> Macron over there. <laughs> like, ah, gotcha. People do talk that way. The baguettes for everyone. Uh, <laughs> oh, is it the little? The you should have gotten, gotten up and ran around like you just won a game of dozens. <laughs> like you should, oh, shit. I did. I did, yeah. I filmed my reaction. I put it on the internet. It was great. So, yeah, because the Olympics are coming, it's high time this notorious shithole of a city finally cleans up its act and tries to get pretty. And that apparently was going to start with the Eiffel Tower. Because despite what all of your rom-com fantasies might imply to the contrary, turns out the Eiffel Tower is a rusty piece of shit that is desperately in need of repair. (laughs) It's a 19th century radio tower. And it was considered a massive eyesore when it was created, by the way. Yeah, there was a writer. I can't remember who it was. I probably should have looked this up. But he said that he went to write at the Eiffel Tower every day because it was the only place in Paris where you couldn't see it. (laughs) Which (laughs) I guess makes sense. Yeah. It is pretty funny, though, that something that historically the people of France hated with a plum they absolutely hated it with just like with vinegar and then all of a sudden it became like they're might as well be on their license plate it's the thing that everybody thinks of and that's just so funny to me yeah although i'm sure they're not crying over the tourism euros that they're getting for it those are called churros (laughs) that's one of the reasons it has not been renovated properly because they could just shut it down for a while which is what we did with the statue of liberty when that French piece of shit started turning weird colors. They can't do shit. They can't. They keep right? fucking this up. Learn to build a monument. Damn. Correct. It's funny. Imagine what kind of a fucking dipshit is going all the way to France just to see the Eiffel Tower. Like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> That's it. Just day trip. There and back. <laughs> They're just like, well, if the Eiffel Tower's not there, why bother going? Just gonna go check out the Eiffel. Yeah, I didn't realize that this was supposed to be demolished after 20 years, the Eiffel Tower, and then they kept it because it was so useful as a radio tower. Yeah, this was news to me as well. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe they should have. Did get destroyed in the G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra film, though. Right. Like, that's important to note. There was also a fun tidbit that when the Nazis took over France, the French cut the elevator lines to the top of the Eiffel Tower. So the Nazis had to walk up to put their flag on top of the Eiffel Tower. That and was something ludicrous, like 6,600 steps. Yeah, it's insane. That, by the way, that's France's biggest attack of the war. <laughs> yeah, <but> it's <laughs> the absolute most progress they made against the Nazis. Well, they was... made some Nazis a bit tired. Yeah, that was Charles de Gaulle. <laughs> he did that. And then they named an airport after him. Yep, Military Hall of Fame now. Congrats. Yeah, they were supposed to rehab this. It was going to be 30% of it was going to be stripped and repainted twice. And that didn't happen because of COVID, which of all the things that had to be shut down because of COVID, I don't know why people painting out doors necessarily would have had to be. Not only that, but that would have been perfect because people weren't going. So you weren't losing the tourism dollars. It's like literally two birds with one stone situation. You'd never get a better chance. Oh, a stone is a rock over here, Ethan. It's not a unit of mass or weight. Sure, 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 sure. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Thank thank you. Thank you. I'm trying to keep up. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm that trying to be been, helpful. That would have been a really great time to do it. But yeah, because of COVID, they didn't get around to it. And now they're just slapping one coat of paint on this thing. And <laughs> they run out of paint. Here's the thing. I was surprised by the cost. It is going to cost them 51.7 million pounds or 60 million euros. To well, that sounds like a, uh, a contractor rubbing their hands with glee. Yeah, that's a lot of money to just repaint this thing. I'll do it for 48 million. I would do it for a million. I don't know if you would. I would get one of those sprayers at home. Like, do they even know about those in yeah, Europe? I feel like they got to like, go to Home Depot. Do they Depot's have? Depot's a French word. Yeah. Yeah. So they got to have them in France. They have depots. Depot de la maison. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think we should sign up. I mean, apparently the contract has been sold, but. That's perfect French bureaucracy right there. You build a piece of shit. It starts falling apart. You pay a piece of shit to paint it with piece of shit paint. Yep. For 50. Vive la France. <laughs> and that's weird, too. I think most of the budget went to stripey T-shirts and berets. Well, of course. I mean, you can't expect the workmen to work in anything other than a stereotype. Yeah. They're just running mopeds up with little, like, uh, paint rollers. I mean, some of the money went to cigarettes, too. Let's yeah, of course. be honest. Of course. Of course. I would say at least half to three quarters of the budget yeah. was on the Galois. Anyone ever been to the Eiffel Tower? I have not. I have. Well, how was it? I, it was a tower. Yeah. There's really not much to say about it. It's a tower and it's in France. Like it's the Grand it's, Canyon of France. It's got a cafe the, in there. The France Canyon. Nice. Yeah, it looks like there's not going to be a lot happening. Like I went to the Space Needle in Seattle and just looking at that, I probably don't need to tell you, you can drink up there. Like you can do all kinds of stuff. There's You room. can probably drink up in the Eiffel Tower. Probably. But yeah, like, I mean, they'll, they'll serve you a, a coffee in a really, really tiny cup. Oh, see, no, I'm yeah. talking about partying. A, a partying, bro, of... drinking the booze. You should get to do some fireball shots. <laughs> Just doing, doing fireball on the Eiffel Tower. Top of the Eiffel Tower. Fancy. Making a TikTok. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I imagine once you get up there, it's going to look like, I don't know, one of the L train platforms in Chicago or something. Just fucking rust and nastiness. It's yeah. so all raw iron. So yeah. Like looking at it, it can't be that edifying an experience. It's just rats. Yeah, gross. Well, that goes without saying. It's Paris. Right? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anyway, the Eiffel Tower is a picturesque silhouette-based piece of shit. Yes, yes. Looks good on a post car, but not good for much else. It's also the least of France's problems right now, because French authorities just came forward with a startling revelation. This is genuinely kind of a bummer, because it doesn't seem like one of those overhyped fake news kind of things. French health authorities have found a link between Additives used in processed meat and colon cancer. This seems to me like not 2022 news. Yeah, this seems I, like 1994 news. I was mildly surprised that this story was just coming out in 2022. <laughs> I was like, I mean, no, I, I just I assumed. We, like, as I was reading this, I was like, is this a new story? Like nitrates and nitrites. Like, we've known forever that they are absolutely nightmares, right? I thought so. Apparently no one told the French. I guess not. Well, they didn't listen. Everyone's just like, oh, just, yeah, keep keep eating your meat. Go on. Go on. Oh, we will eat the charcuterie. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We all did keep eating it, even if we did find out at some point that nitrites and nitrates are a bad thing. And they are. They're the preservatives that give pork its color, because pork without nitrates and nitrites is just like gray. Looks like I feel a, like we should just lean into like it and be like, guy where Ethan is. Oh, I wish. Hot. I wish. You know, <laughs> it is one of those things where, like, we need to all just agree, be like, all right, it's gray now. It's it fine. It seems like it. Yeah, like, I'll eat the gray meat. It's okay. It's going to be a, an adjustment. Eating a ham and cheese and it's just, it's gray. What's sure, it gonna, man. What's it going to do to hot dogs? You know all what? Right. Just don't look at it. 
Are hot dogs going to be gray? I mean, some hot dogs are still, you know, they're not, natural hot dogs, I guess, would be. Well, it's like a natural sausage. Hot dogs. hot dogs are just going to look like a. <laughs> hot dogs don't occur in the wild, Jack. <laughs> natural hot dogs. Hot Where dog are you tree. going? Well, I've read British books. Hot dog yeah. trees are in most of them. But you guys call them like Frankfurters or whatever. Um, I mean, it, they'll just look like broth. Yeah, that's though, a British right? word. Yeah, Frankfurter, famously. <laughs> I don't know. I don't pay attention. Frankenfurt, Mike. In it. No, but like, it's just going to look like a brat. I know, and I don't like brats. I can't fucking fathom that aspect. Ooh, I don't like them. It's one of my least favorite sausages. Ooh, stupid. But I like a breakfast sausage. I like a Polska kielbasa. Cut but a breakfast sausage some... is gray. No. Like, when you take it out of the little chub, it's pink. Hmm. I don't agree. When you say breakfast sausage, I just want to make sure there's not a miscommunication here. Can, oh, you, can you describe a breakfast sausage? Okay, breakfast is a meal. That <laughs> yeah, okay, hey, Jeff, I know what breakfast is. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely thinking of different sausages. The breakfast That's sausage a- I'm talking about is uh, usually in patties, but you can get it in links, too. I prefer a patty. And it's like a ground-up pork sausage that is expertly seasoned. Oh, we just have it in links. We don't really have... A patty culture over here, unless it's black pudding. Patties what? haven't reached the UK yet. Oh, sure. Their hamburgers are links too. Black pudding patties? What? Yeah, yeah. They You'll call like anything pudding over like there. The though. Yeah, you guys fucked up the word pudding real bad. Yeah, you don't get it. That's not like pudding's one thing. It's just one Put, thing. Pudding is one thing, and it is a loose flavored gel. Unless it's bread pudding, and then we accept. Oh, yeah, that we, got, over we, got, here. we got we got bread pudding. <laughs> Leave me <laughs> alone. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's funny, too, because when you do think about that and and yeah, you're like hot dogs and ham. But like, I know that like, you know, Valerie, she loves corned beef, like corned beef hash. Oh, yeah. That's like one of her favorite things, like out of the can that looks like you're just frying dog food. It smells like you're frying dog food. And it's a tasty treat. It's delicious. But yeah, all of that is just going to give you that sweet, sweet ass cancer. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you can still enjoy it in moderation. Are you a charcuterie board fan? You guys? I'll always go for a charcuterie board. Love it. Who doesn't like a a tray of meats and cheeses? I'm medium on it. I'm like, after the third bite, I'm always just like, this shit's starting to sweat pretty bad. Yeah, you got to get to it in time, especially in the COVID era. You don't know who's putting their nasty paws all over that shit. Yeah, like if you get to a party and the charcuterie board came out 20 minutes before you get in, it's over. It's done. Because I'm going to assume that a charcuterie board is just like a theme park for bacteria. It has to be, right? Yeah. And then the bacteria is like, we can't live on this. Yeah. I mean, it does have all those nitrates. It does have all those preservatives, so it's not going to kill you. But you just won't rot when you die. Bad mouthfeel. Yeah, it's going to feel weird. Yeah, it's going to be very glossy going in. A a room temp meat is never. (laughs) It's never good. Now imagine the future when it's all gray, too. Oh, room temp gray meat. <laughs> That's our future, boys. On, Fancy. On, a, on my gray cootery board. <laughs> all right. This next story. Everyone get ready to hear Jeff say yeah about 75 times because this happened in Australia. My. An Australian woman who was featured in a TikTok video without her consent came out of it feeling a little bit dehumanized. I thought we had all, as a society, agreed to stop with videos like this, this random act of kindness shit where you just run up to a stranger and assume that they're poor and in need. They're predatory. People aren't being randomly kind. They're getting money for getting hits. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, I disagree with the assertion that there was ever a discussion that it was bad. It feels like there's more, more all the time. And I talk about it all the time. I hate it. I hate it so much. If you post a video of yourself giving something away to a homeless person and you post that video, it is not to inspire other people to give. It is to make everyone see how good of a person you want them to see that you are. And it's also to get hits and likes and attention it's no different from very loudly saying that you're donating to charity yeah yeah you know it's which i do screaming about (laughs) 
I've had this conversation. There was a comedian. I remember an L.A. comedian. He like went around on Thanksgiving and like gave away pumpkin pie to homeless people and was like videotaping. It. And I'm like, this is gross. Yeah, it's gross. It's a filthy thing. If you're going to give share links to how you can give. Don't be like, look how great I am. I gave a slice of pumpkin pie to a person who's going to die in three weeks. Yeah. Don't bring the phone. Yeah. 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 You, you can you, also just do that. And you could be using to bring more pie. exactly say you're an influencer you have like 250,000 followers and you want people to donate more people are going to donate if you share a link and say do me a favor donate to this they're a great cause that needs your help and instead it's just like check this out i gave a thousand dollars to one person aren't i the best yeah no you're not no man you're clearly doing this so it gets shared across social media yeah in this predatory the TikTok creator in question is named Harrison Pollock, and he does random act of kindness videos. He said he was inspired to start doing them after he visited Los Angeles and saw all the homelessness. Get your shit out of our shit. Yeah. For one thing, we can say that, not you. You go back and worry about your Australia problems. But also, is any of the money he's making from these videos going to homeless people? Or is it just, oh, I felt heavy, so now I'm going to go give flowers to strangers in memory of all those homeless people who are sure to die soon yeah that doesn't make any sense you're not giving food to homeless people yeah in this video he walks up to a woman who is described as elderly and is described as having a heartbreaking tale for some reason and he's got a bouquet of flowers and he hands them to her and says can you hold these so i can put this jacket on and she's like yeah whatever weirdo And she holds them, and then he just walks off and leaves her with flowers. And then they film her reaction. And he put it online, and it got huge. But it turns out the woman in question was not impressed at all. She's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. This is a quote from her. Her name is Marie, but she only wanted to give her first name. Go figure. Do do the quote in the voice, though. He interrupted. No, she's Australian. She's not she's British. She's Australian, Adam. Yeah. You, no, you do it. This Alrighty. is your favorite thing. Yeah, at first, I was just a bit of a joke to me, but then I felt dehumanized after reading oh, the wait, article. No, no, no. There's a quote before that. But he um, interrupted know, my quiet time. You oh. motherfucker. Jeff, damn it. He interrupted my quiet time, mate. Filmed and uploaded a video without me consent, turning it into something it wasn't. And I feel like he was making quite a bit of money from it. That was the actual woman. Her name's Marie. Jeff, sit back down at the microphone, please. Crikey. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'll read me next quote later. Go ahead and read that next quote. All right, then. <laughs> yeah, at first, uh, it was a, just a bit of a joke to me, but then I felt dehumanized after reading the article. It said, elderly woman, heartbreaking tale. And they got this picture of me supposedly crying, but I was just a horrible expression. Crikey, I feel like clickbait, mate. I like that she sounds like the lead singer of Midnight Oil. Yeah, well, the beds are burning, mate. <laughs> <laughs> How can we sleep? Well, the earth is turning. Yeah, there, was, there was one part of this story that really stuck out to me, which is when she spotted his friends filming it. And right. she asked straight up, are you filming this? And they said no. Yeah. So at this point, I want to use the word entrapment. That's not what I mean, but you get what I mean, right? No, yeah. it's murder. You want to murder them. Yeah, you don't it. want to Sorry, entrap yes. them. Either. Awesome. It's always the same thing. It's always some 20 something year old dipshit that's like, this is my key to making millions taking advantage of people just trying to live and also is that not a crime in australia because here if you film someone and they're like okay but you're not filming me right and if you tell them no you can't just upload that video she should do the rebel wilson treatment lose a shit ton of weight i don't know what do you mean she sued the shit out of a tabloid for libel and got quite a bit of money i think oh yeah just i don't know if australia like australia doesn't is money If I'm correct, doesn't have a bill of rights. So I don't know if this is even. I don't even know. Issue there. It might be one of those case by case basis things where it's sort of like in a gray area. Um, But like, I suppose in this case, no one technically got hurt. So instead of TikTok, they should have just went to Instagram and filmed a boomerang. What? Thanks, Jeff. Because Australia. Yeah. Dingo. The boomerang. It's on hats. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Shrimp on Barbie, Outback Steakhouse, everywhere. Outback on every corner. This fostered negative feelings. Oh, no. The worst lager. Oh, man. Koala down, Jeff. Oh, oh, oh. I'm not done, D, yet. (laughs) Ethan, you do one. Oh, God, it's too hot. (laughs) 
That is something they would say in Australia. It's like you're a shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, don't do this shit. Don't do random act of kindness videos, people. Please. No. If you do One that more and thing you're I want to say about this oh, as well. There's another thing that's, again, struck out. Where when this piece of shit like, was asked for a statement, he was like, well, you know, you could always email me and ask me to take it down. Bitch, you already asked you to take it down in the article. Yeah. Well, she asked him not even to put it up. If she asks if she's being filmed and you say no, that means, no, we're not going to put a video up. Why are you making it work for it? Take it down. Yeah. What an asshole. Did anyone she's look gonna... at the picture of him in the article? Looks yeah. Looks like a piece of shit. Yeah, he looks like a real asshole. With his hat. She should take him to <laughs> kangaroo court. What do you mean? Kangaroos. That's not, there's not kangaroo real kangaroos court. there, Jeff. That's a different. A kangaroo court, Adam. It means a different thing. Yeah, it's I want to beat this dude's ass. Now, that's the random act of kindness video the internet needs. <laughs> yeah. Someone beating this dude up. Middle-aged comedian beats influencer into Australian puddle. <laughs> <laughs> that is our genre of video. He beats Walla my beat ass. Him up. He just, <laughs> just beat him up. Huh? We got one. There it is. It took a while. My brain is not going fast. No. Well, if you converted it to American speed, it would be a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your, your brain's running on KMH. Yeah. We, well, we your brain runs in an opposite direction. We don't, we don't use kilometers over here much. It's what one of those big hands? misconceptions. Distance no, doesn't exist in the UK, man. Yeah. We use miles, my dude. We use miles. Oh, some, really? Some antiquated version of like what it would be. <laughs> it's a weird thing because we sort of like landed in a kind of midpoint between metric and imperial. So like we use metric for a lot of things, but like for distance, we use miles. For weight, we use stones and ounces. For drinks, obviously pints. Where, you know, where in miles do you put the U? When you write it. Uh, just in between the L and the E. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. There it is. That makes sense. <laughs> hey, let's talk about I Metallica. This is kind of an international story in that Metallica, one of their songs was featured in the hit Netflix show, Stranger Things, which I am not a fan of. And it brought them a bunch of newfound success, including a top 40 UK hit with the song Master of Puppets, because it was used in this show. I have barely watched the show, but judging from this clip, it looks like the stupidest shit. I fucking <laughs> loved it. I really loved that scene. I, I hate to admit how much I loved it, but I was like, fuck yeah. It reminds me of the scene where David Koresh plays a song standing on the roof of the Branch Davidian compound in the Waco TV series. But that scene ruled. Because it was a better song. What was the song? Something David Koresh wrote. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't Master of Puppets by Metallica. I'm not a fan of that song. Sorry. I actually really like that song. It's fine. I started this out by, like, in the notes, kind of defending Metallica. Because I do think Metallica gets kind of a bad rap. Like, people misunderstood the Napster lawsuit. They weren't suing because they felt like they were getting robbed of money. One of their unfinished songs was stolen out of a garbage can and uploaded years before they intended for the public to hear that song. I would say that that might be why the lawsuit came about, but that's not at all what Lars would say in his interviews. He was always talking about the money sharing. That was the big push. Like him and Eminem was the same. People seem to forget how anti-Napster Eminem was at the time, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I do think artists deserve to be paid for their work. I know that's fucking crazy. Agreed. But it just felt like Lars really came off like a huge asshole during the whole project. Lars is a huge yeah. asshole, but that doesn't sure mean is, yeah. musicians shouldn't get paid for their work. No, agreed. To quote the UK comedian Andrew O'Neill, sit down, Lars. Mm. Got him. It's perfect. Got him. <laughs> sit down, Lars. You yeah. got O'Neill'd. But he's Danish piece of shit. He plays drums. He sits down all the time. Oh, yeah. no, all the time. He sometimes gets up and it's embarrassing. Oh, he gets yeah. up for interviews. Did anyone watch Some Kind of Monster? That's the therapy. The therapy um, documentary. It's entertaining, but not in the way Metallica wanted it to be entertaining. Yeah, they all come off like assholes in that. Because they're all assholes. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, too. It's like there are certain bands... Where you're just like, you guys are a problem. I think the Eagles is a good example of something where like you reach massive success on the backs of terrible, terrible human beings. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if the people in Metallica are terrible. Like, I Fair. think the Eagles might be an extreme 
comparison. Like no one in Metallica talked Stevie Nicks into having an abortion in the 70s. That we know of. It was the 80s they did that. (laughs) Yeah, both correct. That we know of, and they did do it in the 80s, so probably in the 70s too. Get that baby out! (laughs) (laughs) So Metallica has another hit on their hands. This happened for Kate Bush too, which that's cool. That's great. I was going to say that it was weird that the article focused on Metallica getting to number 24 when Kate Bush got to number one and stayed there for like a couple of weeks. Bush made so much money off of that. And it's funny, too, because a lot of people were sharing the like Metallica happy, you know, that more people and it was like supposed to be this feel good thing. It's like, yeah, I also would be happy if I was making a fortune again for a thing I did a long time ago. Yeah. Like, I also would like millions of dollars more. It's like when you see somebody in a thing that's like, you know, original Hulk actor Lou Ferrigno would love to reprise his role. It's like, yeah, I also would like that. <laughs> I also would like more work and millions of dollars. And also, it's a Metallica song. We know they're happy about it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in the show. Metallica right? is one of the most litigious bands on the planet. Oh God, can you imagine? Yeah. The show so... used it without our permission. Yeah. <laughs> Just Lars Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> what Take a load down. of crap. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Load is one of my favorite Metallica albums. Sorry, motherfuckers. I think it's great. I think Load and Reload are both very good. I think among their early albums, kind of only Kill Em All is good. I, I really like the idea that they did a song called Unforgiven 2. <laughs> That's so funny to me. I think about that kind of a lot. It's a good song, though. I did like the song that had the lady that goes, Memory Remains. That is Marianne Faithful. That song fucks. Sure does. They had some good songs. They got a lot of good songs. I actually like their pinball table. Yeah, I mean, they're a good band. Here's the thing. They deserve credit for surviving this yeah. long, given the genre they came out of. It's not like Megadeth is blowing up again on the charts anytime soon. I no. like the idea that because like when Load came out and everything, it was like after the grunge push and they were just like, shit, what do we do? All right, let's cut our hair. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they were like, well, we can't be. We're not Soundgarden, so let's figure something out. Yeah. I thought that was really funny because I like all the hardcore fans. You sold out, man. And then I think it was an interview. James Hetfield goes, we just cut our hair. Like, that's not selling out. We just cut our hair. That's the whole thing. But then even if they did sell out, like, grab the bag. Yeah, they sold out a while ago. (laughs) They've got to live. Yeah. Oh, do they they have a do they have a label? Okay. Did James Hetfield burst into flames in Montreal once? He sure did. He sure did. Now I'm on fire. <laughs> yeah, that's he, can, he doesn't need any more fuel. There's video of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, were they playing fuel? I feel like they no, might. It was, have... it was no, because it was before. Because that was when they were touring with Guns and Roses. Oh Re- yeah, that and... would have been on the Black Album. Yeah, they were playing Unforgiven too. Yeah, give me fuel, give me fire, <laughs> give me that what I desire. <laughs> My you favorite. What you wish for, James. My favorite aspect of that story is. After it happened, someone went to Axl Rose and was like, look, you got to get out there. Like, we got to get this show going. And even in light of that huge tragedy, he was like, nah, I'm going to fucking hang out. Go out. And he did, about an he hour did like late. two songs and then left, right? Yes. He caused a riot. It was like a massive riot in Montreal. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Metallica slash Grodens and Roses fans are generally very calm. Yeah. It's Nirvana was supposed to be on that tour and... Kurt Cobain would not play with Axl Rose. I mean, speak of another huge piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. This is the conference of shit that was happening in that show. <laughs> Hey, this is Adam again. Just another reminder, in case you missed it up top, we're doing a live podcast at a venue called Caveat NYC On Sunday, August 28th at 4 p.m., tickets are available right now. Get them while you can at unpops.co slash NYC. Thanks. We love you. All right. Let's talk about a straight up fucking legend. Michael Flatley. The Lord of the Dance. Anyone familiar? Anyone ever seen Riverdance? I remember my brother got that shit for Christmas one year. <laughs> he did? He wanted it. 
<laughs> fucking nerd. What a doofus. I think a lot of people don't understand how powerful that phenomenon was in 1998 or whenever it came out. Because he did that Eurovision Song Contest. Are you guys familiar? Of oh. course. Yes. <laughs> so um, one of their first performances was at that show. And like every time there's a TV show that's like, oh, remember Eurovision, that clip is always played. It was just an absolutely iconic moment. Yeah, Michael Flatley is in one of my very earliest Cracked articles, which is an article about celebrities you won't believe will beat your ass. And it included James Blunt, who worked for special services, right? Yeah, he like led troops in Kosovo and shit like he was a driving tanks and shit. When the uh, the queen mother died over here. You can see footage of the burial and standing quite near the grave is an extremely young James Blunt. <laughs> and they like, just hand that's... him a microphone. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful and dead. And he Your grave is full. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Figure, way, figure skater Elvis Stoiko also on that list. Martial I, I arts posit, master. I would posit most professional athletes can kick your ass. Even a figure skater. But with Elvis Stoiko, it's different. Like, he's got severe martial arts training. Like, he'll movie-style kick your ass. You can get a VHS of The Lord of the Dance for about five bucks. Here's the thing. People should at least pull it up on the tube. Because Michael Flatley, for one thing, he was in that article because he grew up in a working-class neighborhood in Chicago. He was a Golden Gloves boxer. Michael Flatley will fuck you up. But he also holds a world record for tapping his feet the most times in one second. So like eight? 35. Get the fuck out of here. Try it at home. Anyone. No matter how. When I read this in the notes, I did try. I got about... 38. One. Yeah. I get about, I get, about one. I get one, maybe two if I use both feet at the same time. <laughs> I don't know how this works but his feet they move they move when when we're talking tapping do we mean like the heel goes up and the toes go down or are we talking like he's got his foot up and he just kind of like taps his it's got to be like toe to the ground just different points of contact i don't know 35 in a second maybe it's the sound like the actual tap sound like if he's got tap shoes on then basically any part of his foot when it hits the ground is gonna make a noise it sound like a machine gun. Do you guys know what those are? Uh, we're familiar, yeah. Right. We've seen your American films with you've your American the, guns. You've seen the bad guys in a James Bond film. <laughs> you've seen Northern Ireland in the 80s? Yeah, That's all of very that. true, yeah. <laughs> Some machine guns then. Oh, Guinness World Record. Oh, this is four minutes? Take you have to, to watch a four-minute video. Take me to the tapping. For a 35-second of tapping. I suppose if they only did the one second of tap, then they wouldn't be able to get much ad revenue on it. This looks dorky as shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> I take it back. I'm going to beat Michael Flatley's ass when I see him. I don't think you'd do that. He's a spy thriller. Yeah, he's going to fuck me up. <laughs> the Blackbird's going to wreck you. Yeah, that's why Michael Flatley is in this episode. Not because he will hit you in the jaw with an uppercut. It's because he wrote, directed, produced starred in and financed a movie in 2018 called Blackbird. It is a spy thriller starring Michael Flatley. And here's the thing. They did screen it at some festivals in 2018. Somehow there was no press allowed in those screenings and they generated zero reviews of the film. But it was screened. But now being released in theaters nationwide, and by that, I mean only in Ireland, which is the Chicago of the UK. Oh, so we, you're going to upset some people with nothing that. Nothing in Burbank? Yeah. <laughs> we got to go. The New Beverly, maybe? Yeah. Arrow? Maybe it's a Mans? Yeah, no, this is only yeah. in Ireland. <laughs> Ethan, are you going to go see this? I'm assuming. So, first of all, sorry, people of Ireland, we know you're not part of the UK. You've made that very clear. Oh. Wow. Okay, so now you're being racist on the pod against mm. Irish no, that's, people. No, they, they wanted that. Okay. Wow. Well, we just kept the northern bit. It's the Chicago. You know, where of, all the troubles were. It's the Chicago of the area. They'll be fine. Well, I'll accept. I'll accept. Take it that's up with she, Northern Ireland. They also dye their river green. Fun fact. The green dairy. No, they don't have uh, to, actually. As for whether I'm going to go. Yes. Probably not. 
Aww. It'll wow. come out here in time. But it seems like the kind of movie you're going to want to experience in yeah, theaters. This, this is a destination film. Yeah, this is a Dolby Atmos kind of thing. As I'm waiting for it to blow up in Dublin. So then it <laughs> then comes over. It crosses the, the small channel to these British Isles. And I'll be in the view before you know it. I feel like it's going to be released somewhere in the UK, right? It feels like it should. Yeah, I mean, this is just where it's being released for right now. If nothing else, put it out on streaming, you coward. Yeah. Can we bootleg it and Venmo him 20 bucks? Yeah. (laughs) I should be able to get like a special edition Blu-ray with a fucking Michael Flatley t-shirt. You think I wouldn't wear that? I would. Get the steelbook. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Director's cut. Four-hour director's cut. Yeah. Now with 35 minutes more foot You can do some tap dancing on it. That'll be fun. That's so funny if that was like the big finish. (laughs) Is him having to like tap his way out of a problem. (laughs) Minefield. (laughs) Galloping through it. No problem. Yeah, just like (laughs) leaping his way across it. Motherfucker's playing really, really tight to his sides. (laughs) Oh well, yeah, you I don't really want to get hit by bullets. Yeah, I need to see this movie now. That's all I want. All I really want <laughs> now is a Michael Flatley in a minefield getting shot at like it's the great escape or something like that. But him just with the headband, a little sweatband on. No shirt. No shirt. He 15, had one at first, but fifteen dancers behind off. him doing the same. <laughs> but they're all exploding. Getting picked off and stuff. Yeah. Just him at the end. Like at the end it's just him game. like <laughs> I reckon we could kickstart enough money to make that happen. About yeah. 40 bucks. Who are we going to get to play Michael made... Flatley? Just joking, Michael Flatley will do it. You know what? We're making the joke, but I bet that dude is still coasting on VHS TV sales. He's obscenely rich. Dance. He's obscenely like, rich. Yeah. That amount of money was obscene. Plus, that shit sells out all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Still, even now. And Michael Flatley's got to be what? Like 108? He looks great, though. Of course he does. I mean, he looks Michael Flatley great. He still looks kind of weird, but, you know, he's holding that same 80s weird together. No, not 80s. It was more. <laughs> well, let's check out really? what he's going on on MichaelFlatley.com. Oh, it's a picture of him looking like Armand Asante. So, yeah, coming to cinemas across Ireland on the 2nd of September. Mm, 2 and 9. That, and the Independence says Michael Flatley as you've never seen him before. <laughs> <laughs> what? Not tapping his Clearly. Feet? You'll never guess who else is in it. Holy shit. I mean, obviously, Eric Roberts is in it. Yeah. That's a given. It's the other one who makes it through the minefield with him. (laughs) It looks like Pierce Brosnan is in it. No, come on. I'm looking at the poster right now and directly in front of Eric Roberts. Like, Google it now. I have to go to the IMDb here. Will it exist? Ethan, did you audition for this movie at all? Anything like that? Uh, I, I unfortunately wasn't asked. Mm. Um, but then, you know, 2018 was a fallow period for us all. So, yeah. what um, can I say? Okay, so, director Michael Flatley, Patrick, writer. That's, that's Patrick Bergen. Oh, okay, yeah, because it looks just like him, though. Yeah. Bergman, Brosnan. And I don't know who Patrick Bergen is, but I'm assuming that's the Pierce Brosnan looking. He plays the head. Also, Michael Flatley, by the way, not on the list of people in the top cast. (laughs) (laughs) He is literally you have to hit the right button on the website. If you go to the website, you have to hit right two times. (laughs) He's a humble man. That's what I've always liked about Michael Flatley. He's humble. And there's no picture of him on his IMDb. (laughs) even i've got that (laughs) well when you're up against the likes of eric roberts you don't want to show out too much and just get dominated damn wow look at that he did a river dance for rwanda in 94 did it help um yeah (laughs) i bet it did i bet yeah i bet it it did a little bit of work you know probably it must have been good because that's where uh the uk sending all asylum seekers now so yeah that's good i almost (laughs) put a story about that on this episode but we talked about it i think on the last international news episode they are not backing down from that still sending that that is still going on any ukraine asylum seekers getting sent to rwanda i'm gonna let you have two guesses (laughs) so real quick in case anybody's wondering troubled secret agent blackbird abruptly retires from service and opens a luxurious nightclub in the caribbean to escape the dark shadows of his past an old flame arrives and reignites love in his life but she brings danger with her this is michael flatley's casablanca 
Yeah, sounds like it. It certainly sounds like a paid holiday to the Caribbean, which must be nice for him. It's like if James Bond was Casablanca. Yeah, this feels like a tax shelter, probably. Like, at some point, we're going to be like, what's the budget on this movie? $158 million. <laughs> what? <laughs> and not a single taxable event at any point. <laughs> Eric Roberts ain't cheap. <laughs> exactly. This is a collaboration. It's a total Man, tax scheme. I want to see this movie so fucking bad. Yeah, me too. Me too. I might make the trip to Ireland if Ethan's not going to do it. We should go. Yeah, let's go. Let's stop it. i tell us. you what, if, if we're all going to go, I'll go. <laughs> oh, now you get a backbone. We'll meet you. <laughs> I wasn't scared. Oh, yeah, we were. Are you You're sure? You're not part of the UK, mate. We're not going to go to Ireland. <laughs> no, we just got to wait in a longer queue now. No, that means line. <laughs> queue. <laughs> queue. Weird. How about the story about the BBC News? They had to apologize because they reported on a footballer, which uh, that's a soccer player is what we call that here, who had been arrested for rape. And the problem is they put a picture of the wrong player in the article. Classic. Whoops. <sighs> Classic BBC. They showed a picture of a player named Raheem Sterling, which means very little to me. He's a top flight footballer. He plays for our national team as well. So oh, he's, wow. he's very good at his job. That's like the third most popular job is footballer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it goes chimney sweep, potato baker, and then finally footballer. Haberdasher. Fourth. Haberdasher, very good. Apothecary. Right, exactly. <laughs> What's weird about this story is the actual person who committed these rapes has not been named. Like the player's not been named. So I don't know where they got Raheem Sterling's name and picture. Well, so buried from. in the article, it said something along the lines <laughs> that they'd used a picture of Raheem Sterling for an earlier report on something completely different. Right. Someone pressed the wrong button or something. Yeah, I'm sure they pressed the wrong button. <laughs> yeah, this might have been just like an angry fan. <laughs> a mole deep within Work, the BBC. Yeah, working in the BBC, just trying to defame Raheem Sterling. For team loyalty reasons. Man, I'll tell Club you. Club loyalty, the, sorry. In the Raheem Sterling, his personal life part of his Wikipedia has some info. Oh, yeah? Tell me about Raheem Sterling. Let's see if we can defame him in a different way. Let's go. No, no, no. He was arrested for an alleged common assault on his former girlfriend, a model, but found not guilty at Liverpool Magistrates Court in mm. 2013 because there wasn't consistent evidence. There was also, uh, he was attacked outside of Manchester City's training ground by a man who used racist language towards him. That man, a BBC reporter. Uh, no, uh, oh my God. Four days later, 29-year-old Carl Anderson, a convicted football hooligan, pleaded guilty to racially aggravated common assault and was sentenced to 16 weeks in prison. I don't know what that is in American time. And a 100-pound fine. Yeah, that's a lot of weight to lose. I wonder how much time... They gave him. He has a really stressful exercise <laughs> regimen in the, in, in the jail. He has an M16 tattooed on his leg. Oh, no, Raheem. Uh, what was he, he in the military, though? If memory serves, it's because his possibly it was a family member. Maybe his brother was killed in a shooting. So and it's of sort of, as a kind of sort of tribute to him, I think. That's oh. the tribute to the the way he died, not not to him. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, when it was revealed, like the tattoo, there was such a huge Ferrari from the commentariat being all sort of like this shall not stand this is terrible <laughs> i think and piers morgan was one of the people who was very very anti oh piers morgan. having a tattoo yeah Piers morgan that guy He's, i've never seen guy. a person that is more of a spineless form of human yeah we'll be happy to know there was a new um tv channel that launched over here called talk tv and piers morgan was going to be their flagship host and the advertising was everywhere they spent millions on it and at this point, the amount of viewers that he gets is a rounding error. Wow. Like, wow. He, he's basically on zero viewers, which is great. Good. Um, yeah, fuck he, that guy. In 2015, he was photographed smoking a shisha pipe and uh, at the same time also inhaling nitrous. <laughs> None of that. I don't care about any of that. That's fine. <laughs> that's rad as shit. Yeah. Did you like, see somebody do like a big huff of nitrous oxide before going out on the pitch? The pitch, Yes. That's what we call that. The football pitch. I'm just shocked that he has been the subject of racist abuse from soccer fans in England. That seems so... I, for one, am shocked also. Yeah. Blows no, it me doesn't, away. It doesn't seem like them, you know? Which team was it 
I mean, it's probably all of them by now, but I want to say it was Manchester United had a whole section of their website for fans that was basically like, here's how to not be racist. Please read this. And they skip right over that. (laughs) It's the terms and conditions of being a fan and you just click fine and keep moving. You try to pull it up at your employer and that's the one page that's blocked. (laughs) What? (laughs) What's up there? That's what happens when you work at the BBC. (laughs) How was I to know? (laughs) So, yeah. It still sucks for Raheem Sterling, even though it seems like he might have a little checkered past. You still don't want your face on an article about being arrested for rape? I would say, and this might be an unpopular opinion, I would say that that is not ideal. Mm. Wow. All right. Well, I condemn it in the strongest possible terms. We need to finish this podcast because I can't can't do this. I knew Jeff was going to object. All right, let's talk about one last story. It is, for some reason, becoming very troublesome, if you are from Australia, to travel through the United States. On the last episode, we talked about a guy who had designs on coming to the United States and then backpacking through Mexico. I think he was going to go to some like MLB playoff games while he was here. And then he gets to LAX and he didn't have return flight documents showing like how he was getting back from Mexico. And because of that, we were like, nope, you have to go back to Australia. But first, he claims that he was put in actual prison for about 80 hours until they could get him on a flight. A couple free meals. Right. A little place to sleep. You don't always get that if you got a long layover yeah. at the yeah, airport. You, less roommates than if you're staying at a hostel. Yeah, this and he flight... lost 70 pounds. <laughs> exactly. So, good for him. This flight is overbooked. Would anyone like to volunteer to spend a night in prison? Maybe someone would take it. You don't know. So now this Australian woman, same thing kind of happened. But apparently there's also a rule that if you are traveling to the U.S. on a travel visa, you can't do work. You can't work and get money for it. Those are two different visas, apparently. And this Australian woman was questioned because her plan was to go to Canada and house sit for someone, which is a thing she had arranged through a website that I did not know existed. But if you're looking to go spend a couple weeks somewhere else, you hit up this website. Maybe someone is planning to leave and you can house sit their pets in exchange for free lodging. And apparently that's not allowed if you're traveling to the United States, because that's considered compensation for work, which is going to be a big surprise to a lot of people using that website. I thought the question was just a really weird way to ask if somebody was single. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. We haven't even gotten to the question that was asked of her in the midst of all this. She was eventually deported and sent back to Australia because we're not going to have interlopers coming here watching people's cats in Canada when hardworking Americans could be doing those jobs instead. But while all of this was being processed, one of the officials at LAX asked her if she was pregnant. And when she said no, the woman said, well, have you had an abortion recently? So first of all, rude. Very. But also, ask a woman that. But also, quit dodging the question. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's no explanation as to why she was asked that by i'm assuming like tsa yeah or ti yeah ti the rapper for sure he looks into stuff like that (laughs) yeah magnum pi might have been (laughs) tom Selleck, (laughs) mr t on the case so yeah i mean there's not much else to the story she just says she was questioned about her recent pregnancy and or abortion status and then deported back to australia so apparently if you're traveling here from australia dot your i's and cross your t's yeah well i was gonna ask about this what's your guys's problem with australia nothing we love them they're white immigrants america loves that yeah apparently not apparently the rooms have changed since i last looked (laughs) yeah i don't know what's going on lately and it seems like it's all lax because this was lax also and the other guy it happened at lax maybe it's just los angeles that hates australians have you been to lax no what's it like it's filled with assholes Mm. that work there yeah maybe it's that bbc editor also uh (laughs) highlights uh lax for a time he's he's just a troublemaker he's just still a mischief he throw to lax that's a quick little jaunt yeah you can do it in a day 
Actually, you sure can work is. for the BBC from home. Yeah, yeah, you could. The C stands for California. <laughs> British <laughs> Broadcasting California. <laughs> so, yeah, be careful if you're traveling to the United States from Australia, I guess. No. I mean, be careful if you're traveling to the United States in general. Just Shit's be careful if you're crazy. from Australia, too. Yeah, be careful when you get back to Australia. Just be careful. Be careful. Just, I yeah, think if there's ever going to be a watchword for this for this episode of the pod, it's just, just be careful. Unless you're Michael Flatley, and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> On your Caribbean island with your 35 taps in a second. Tapping those feet with reckless abandon. That he did at his bar. 35 pours in a second from taps. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that would also be very cool to watch. Just pushing would... him down with a big stick. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> exactly. that movie, because he's like a secret agent or whatever, do you think at one point in time they play taps on a trumpet? No. Nah, that would be too bad. <laughs> Would have been great, but I bet they don't. That's a bummer. So until we're able to go see the Michael Flatley movie, I think that is the conclusion to this episode. Thank you both, except for you, Jeff. Ethan, do you have anything to plug? Where can people find you? Tell them to be nice to me. On the internet. So you can find me at Ethan D. Lawrence. Uh, that's on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I announce anything that I'm working on on there. If you're interested in looking at some of the stuff I've done, uh, you can watch Afterlife on Netflix, uh, Bad Education on YouTube. And uh, actually, if you listen to what I imagine Jeff is going to plug during his plugs, we spent quite a long time trying to root down all of the stuff that I've made and how you can get it in America. Uh, so that's all good. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, follow me on that. And thank you very much for having me. Of course. Thank you for doing it. We'll have you back on sometime. Yes, please. Jeff, on the other hand, will never be on this podcast again. So make these plugs count, bitch. All right, check me out. If you're an Irish fan, go to theaters and check me out in Blackbird, uh, my <laughs> theatrical debut. I'm very excited about it. It's going to be a huge movie. Uh, so check that out. I'm with my boy, Mikey F. It's just a good time. But also, I have cool friends. I have a show called Jeff Has Cool Friends. You can check out at patreon.com slash Jeff May. Episode coming up, Ethan Lawrence, ladies and gentlemen. Ethan Lawrence is going to be on, and you can check that whoop out again, patreon.com slash Jeff May. Or you can wait a week. You can get it for free. It's a little censored. There's no bonus content, but it's still for free, so I appreciate that. Um, you can also check out uh, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on the Gameplay Unemployed Network, as well as You Don't Even Like Sports, sports podcast about how Ethan doesn't like sports. Neither or just Jeff. Oh, excuse me, sport. I like Ethan the podcast. Like sport. Say, so, uh, <laughs> big fan of the podcast, not as, sports. Though. <laughs> you can also check out uh, Mint on Card if you're in Los Angeles. We are the second Friday of every month. Our next show is August 12th at Blast from the Past on Magnolia in beautiful Burbank, California. Temperature 135 degrees Celsius. Yeah, it's oh. crazy. Yeah, it's bad, yeah. bad times. That's a bit. You can follow me on the internet. Bye. I am doing a live podcast in New York City, yes. August 28th. That is a Sunday. It is at 4 p.m. Come to New York City, see our live podcast, and then go do some other shit that night. Make a day of it. That will be at Caveat NYC. I'll be joined by Alex Schmidt and Sliceberg Slim and comedian Khalees Hawkins, and we'll be telling some unpopular opinions so come to that or i will kill you unpopular opinion ireland is part of the uk mm -hmm. and it is the chicago of the uk yeah in wow. that neither of them are actually a part of the uk that's what i meant nailed it see it all comes together nailed and the it. violence yeah <laughs> yes and the rampant gun violence all the cranberry songs about chicago <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get out of here ethan say goodbye Goodbye. Thanks for having me. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the Ethan Lawrence rookie card, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Jam me at 10. Bring a blood object to Bristol Street. Bring a blood object to Bristol Street.